Warning, Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck, potentially a podcast for the greatest webcomic ever written, but Hussie shout out this nightmare instead. <laughs> Amazing. Shots fired. Hussie's never going to notice us. Welcome. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hussie was clearly shilling for us in comic. <laughs> With all how serious business. <laughs> oh yeah, how could I forget? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hello and welcome to the new year with Serious Business, a Homestuck book club. My name is Sam. My pronouns are he and him. And if I were going to create a new story in a series of books from my childhood, it would be Bionicle Legends. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, baby. That fucking rocks. I miss Bionicle so much, you guys. And that is why I've been spending this week at work procrastinating and just diving into the Bionicle wiki. And you know what? There's some good names in there that I need to steal for some D&D characters. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, Bionicle was on another level. And I didn't even know yeah. all of it. Anyway, anyways. Big ups uh, to Greg uh, Farshti. <laughs> Shout out. Uh... Hello, my name is Samariel. Uh, you can call me Sam, you can call me Ari. My pronouns are they, them. And if I were to corrupt a, uh, a paperback book series made specifically for children, um, I'm absolutely just gutting the Rainbow Fairy Magic series. I don't know what fairy I'd be, probably the communist fairy, and then I would take these children on an adventure <laughs> to show them how they have nothing to lose but their chains and uh, the people need to rise up against uh, the corrupt system that has been put in place. So that would be the Red Fairy, yeah? The Red, <laughs> red Fairy, yes, I was going to say absolutely. what's your communist fairy name, but the Red Fairy is also very good. Well, that's, so the original, the original run of the uh, Rainbow Fairy Magic series was, it was the colors of the oh, rainbow nice yeah, yeah and the they had the girls had to like go on a quest with these fairies and get an like it's it's listen it'll take too long to explain just just know it'd be communist and it would be funny and i'd have it i do remember it. seeing these books mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. i will mm -hmm. say tulip is not a color <laughs> Wait, well, I no, might have read these when like my sister got them. Here, Hold up. Here's here's the thing. So the original series was the rainbow, and then there were there's there's right there was the flower ones. From there. There, was there was the a flower series. Theater there was fairy. A, there was a pet what? series. There was a jewel series. Like they were all. It was. A we whole have thing. an entire shelf of them at the library, and when <laughs> I worked downtown, completely correct. Uh, one of the most notable things that happened to me at the downtown library was when mm -hmm. a child just full supermarket sweeped the uh, fairy books <laughs> off of the shelf, and I spent oh my an God. hour and a half reorganizing them. That's Hell amazing. Yeah. I love oh, that child. That child, the child is the, that child, that child is my hero. That just has a shopping cart in the library for all the books they want to take home. That child is me from another dimension. Right, like... I have a list of all the different fairies pulled up according to the Rainbow <laughs> Magic Wiki. The first seven books were the Rainbow Fairies, followed by mm -hmm. the Weather Fairies, the Party mm, Fairies, yes. the Jewel yes. Fairies, the Pet Keeper Fairies, the Fun Day Fairies, and the mm -hmm. petal fairies. Um, yeah, yeah. Then get down into like sporty <laughs> music. Um, books 78 through 84 are just the green fairies. Mm. 
Um, which That's is... where the girls drink a ton of absinthe, and the books are <laughs> just about them going the... on completely like hangover <laughs> level. The green uh, fairies adventures. consist of Nicole the beach fairy, Isabella the air fairy, Eddie, Edie the garden fairy, Coral the reef fairy, which, okay, sure, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Lily the rainforest fairy, Millie the river fairy, Car- and Carrie the snowcap fairy. Oh, so these were like environmental fairies. Sure, yeah. Well, I was just curious because the one was rainbow, and then you had a whole subsection that was just green. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, I got it. Then we've got baby animal rescue fairies, pop star fairies. (laughs) I'm just going to pull out the ones that I'm enjoying the most now. Sounds great. Baby farm animal fairies. What? (laughs) Because I, I, I first got introduced the at a scholastic book fair. after school sports fairies, which are and different I'm Bastion, from the and my pros. <laughs> Hold up. The last ones, books 204 <laughs> to 207, are just the birthday party fairies. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, and then there are a whole bunch of U.S. special editions. <laughs> Sorry. Bastion, why are you Secrets of Druun? Go. <clears throat> Uh, uh, yes, I am Bastion. Pronouns are he and they, and it would be Secrets of Druun, uh, incorporating a lot more like uh, modern D and D tropes into it. Um, yes, I yes, would be yes. assigning the the pillow people uh, different uh, classes based on their D and D personality types. Um, Hell yes, I'm about this. I'm very about this. <laughs> God, I'd love a dark, gritty like Netflix, Game of give Thrones, us a gritty but Secrets, Secrets of Drew. TV show. I need it. I want Netflix. it. <laughs> give us, give us the the give Secrets of Drew the Wings treatment. Netflix, please. Yes. Yes. What? Okay, hold up, hold oh, up, God. hold up. <laughs> what classic like '80s song does the trailer for the Secrets of Drew gritty TV show have a remix of? Oh God, I need to think about that. I know. Oh, okay, okay. Here's my answer, mm-hmm. um, which is also an obscure Wait, piece hang of on. media. Okay. Rainbow okay. Connection, but in a minor key. Oh, that's good. Actually, really. We did oh. it. No, nope, we solved it. Yep. Nope. That's, that's it. it. You got it. Holy shit! Yeah, no, you nailed it. Got it in one. Anyway, right. we talk about Homestuck here. Homestuck. <laughs> Homestuck. <laughs> Back to these kids. Yeah, now that we got the fun part of the episode out of the way. I'm, what are you <laughs> I, talking I liked about? This Roxy section. Lalonde is the best character in Homestuck. That's not this true, but was... she's my favorite. She's very fun, and I do really like her. No, I, I liked this section. I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, no, it was... it's, it's Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely it's more dynamic than our previous yes. sections with these kids have been, which is good, and I really like it. There are, are like... There's bits that pop up where I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that, um, which we can get into as as we go on. Um, but no, I thought I thought this was a good section. It it, it was very nice in the. It, it very much shows the dynamics that the kids have with each other. Yeah, which is very fun, and I did really like that, especially with like you know with Jane and Roxy. Yeah. Because like they they care about each other and they are genuinely friends and but but I they're like, not I above like exploding each other's computers. They're not above exploding <laughs> each other's well because these are you know shitty teens right to to use the Lindsay Way parlance they they are shitty teens who will you know 
process their emotion in unhelpful ways and cause problems because problems and I don't know how else to handle this situation yeah. so ah, which is you know valid to the fucking teen experience so Listen, no, sometimes this is good. you really have to false flag your friends and that's just <laughs> how it is sometimes you just gotta flirt with the robot duplicate of <laughs> your friend who's gay because uh, Fucking, reasons we can, we can the talk. inexorable we exhortations of your soul that <laughs> yeah, lay sign. Um, I should say this week we read pages forty four twenty. Nice through, <laughs> through forty five sixteen of Homestuck. It's the beginning of Act Six, Act Two. My wor- the worst part of that is I had resigned myself to like oh neither of them are going to say nice. I've paused and then for we too long, <laughs> and then as I started, you guys said it. Listen, I'm sorry I wasn't on the ball as as much as I should be, all right? <laughs> uh, and uh, we we do spend a lot of time with Roxy this section, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we don't start with her. Yeah, because in the at the end of the last section, uh, Jane Jane's dream self got fucking murdered, and then her tower got blown up, and then uh, when we last left awake, Jane. She had just been blown up at the mailbox. Uh, and coming back to it, uh, she's fine. She's sleeping. Somehow she was miraculously moved to the side around the corner of the house. That's crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. turns out there's a, there's a Beck-like cat in this the universe. The god cat. The god cat. Uh, or G-cat. cats. Because we got to get those letters together. <laughs> oh sure but i uh i do enjoy this cat there is something very fun about it because beck was so you know beck was good dog good best dog. friend yeah and and the first <laughs> line about the the god cat because like jane is sort of like wow how how did this happen and you you see like the god cat in the tree mm-hmm. next to her like kind of glitching and then the next thing is oh it's the god cat again well that explains it Look at this aloof little bastard. He doesn't give a shit about anything, does he? And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. That's that's the cat it's stereotype. A good, it's a good joke about a cat with the god it's a, powers not it's a good joke. being completely apathetic. God cat saved her from getting bloated up. What a good cat. Jane gets do double extra super grounded and dad puts a, a bathtub in front of her door so she can't leave her bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's a visual parallel. Yeah, it's Whoa. a. Dad just rips the bathtub out of the floor, yeah. akin to how Spurb would have do- someone playing Spurb would have done that, and just is like, "Yep, here you go." Yeah, this 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 new world is already like. I mean, obviously, the original world was very Spurby because it's right. a video game world where video games exist and also are the world itself. Uh, but I feel like this this world especially more so. Maybe it's because, you know, we've gone through all of this and having it be, like, uh, the normal world and then the sperm stuff would be, like, kind of weird. Maybe there's plot reasons as to but why this world is significantly also, this more spurby. This but. is just dad, like... This is who dad. Is, yeah. We know... He is that strong. ...just superhumanly strong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Lift that safe, baby. So, uh could just be a remodel honestly 
<laughs> just trying to get that feng shui, you know? Sometimes the bathroom or the bathtub needs to be in front of no. a bedroom door just for the feng shui of the place. So sometimes you can take a bath and look into the eyes of Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Let's see. Jane chats with Roxy a bit here. Uh, she Roxy has sent the hacked file of the Spurb game that she got. Um, and this conversation is very clearly like, hey, let's tease these last two kids' names before we get them because it's Rolal and Dystry are yeah, what we get here. They, they, do, they do say that a whole bunch whenever they talk yep. to each other. Uh, Which, in, in fairness, is not inaccurate because, no. uh, yeah. But it is also like, well, you guys don't know the names yet, do you? <laughs> what if I... Well, the, the also the thing is, right, like, once you know those first two letters, the there are only a few options for the names of mm-hmm. the, the kids once you know those first two Like, sure. Roxy is pretty much the only option for Madame Lalonde, and there are some like other options for uh dirk that are not coming to mind right now no worries but whatever i mean could have been dick strider that's a valid <laughs> normal first name a normal he's first all, name that's he's already him, mr richard strider Lord. let's see what happens in this conversation jane's like someone tried mm. to kill me and so yeah. i'm more likely to believe you now yeah jade is like i just got assassination attempted twice one of which worked Oh the yeah, other one which of, didn't. Yeah, because one was on Durs. Yeah. Or Prospect, excuse me. Um we get the God Cat BBF and then asterisk good. Asterisk BFF. Asterisk no wait. Asterisk God was right. Fuck it. Both spellings are true. <laughs> Love Roxy. Roxy's great. But yeah, this is this is uh, Jane being like, all right, so weird shit is happening more. I think I'm probably going to start believing you about things more. Yeah, specifically Jane says that like because of the things she saw in the clouds of Skya, she's more inclined to reevaluate some of her skepticism. Mm-hmm. Which some of the things that we saw in the Flash last time included uh the the crocker drones facing down yeah. with dirk uh which would be a uh, a shock i'm sure to someone <laughs> consistently ingesting uh crocker Corp propaganda yeah accurate uh so because of this jane gives roxy 24 hours where uh roxy's where jane's like yeah i'll believe anything you say within this 24 hours uh, and Roxy's like, wait, you're going to make me say all the things I already said again? You can't just, like, auto-believe the things I already said? I mean, I suppose if this has been going on for a while, if someone was like, all right, now I'm going to believe you, your first reaction wouldn't be to fuck with your best friend, but also I was surprised <laughs> that she didn't immediately start saying some horse shit yeah. just to fuck with her. But because, as as we'll see as this sort of section goes on, like... This has been a very big point of contention between them of, of like, you're my best friend. And also, I don't believe a single thing you say, which is like, mm-hmm. that's a very difficult relationship to have with another person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there is very much a gulf between these two characters as much as they love and care for each other. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Massively. And it's sort of that way with like all the kids in this crew because they're either separated by distance or other things or you know like just mm-hmm. different life circumstances distance or brand affiliation or time zones and and roxy presume i mean it was sort of said it was it it was said in this section like roxy's mom is dead so like roxy has yes. nobody yes except for these people that she chats with on the internet and so to have like your best friend and like your only sort of like hinge point fully not believe you about the shit and the reason that you are alone like that's Mm -hmm. that's difficult as shit yeah and also right like that specifically is said is one of the things that jane did not believe roxy about Mm -hmm. um and dirk had a line there something about like from their perspective there's no reason for them to believe that our guardians are dead sort of a thing um which we will get to um time zones uh yeah roxy's mom is rose who is a famous author so seems like uh those wizard fics may have uh are they still fan fiction if they're published and accredited that's true it's not fan fiction it's just it's just purple prose wizard shit that rose made you're correct i forgot mm-hmm. about also that. purple prose wizard shit is the name of my new band i'm down i love midwest emo <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah um roxy still feels the need in all of this to like prove stuff to jane and so she sort of negs sort of like taunts jane into parting with the large colonel sassaker's text Mm-hmm. um and and yeah, she, so purifies she it, purify it yeah. and uh she freaks out after she purifies it because of something else that's happened which uh we do find out in this section uh and she leaves and then she comes back for a second and she's like hey jane don't run that file i sent you and leaves again he's very and jane good. is like okay i'm not gonna run the file that I've been wanting to play all day. What can I do to Definitely distract myself? Won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely won't. I'm capable of self-restraint. I'll just read uh, Pony Pals. Um, and we get two pages of the best ever fucking book. Dirk Striders. Pony Pals. Dirk Striders, Magnum Opus, Pony Pals. Honestly, Pony this Pals, is like... Detective Pony. I love it so much. I think at one point, Bastion, you sent me like a full fix someone had written that was just Dirk's Pony Pals. Good, I good. I um, believe that entirely. But the conceit of this for people who are not reading Homestuck is that Dirk Strider, as a birthday gift to Jane took the the uh children's book pony pals whatever this first one is um detective pony thank you and the uh table of contents is a visitor chapter two screaming ponies chapter three danger chapter four flames chapter five missing um and it goes on and uh dirk strider has annotated this uh book so that it tells a completely different story and we do find out we don't see any of the pages but at the very end strider just like kept the chapter titles and put his own text in the chapters oh yeah yeah. this has Um, been like 
purposely graffitied to make it dark and gritty. With that, I mean, like, he, he it's literally, like, at first it's uh, using a pen to just, like, right. cross through what's written there and write in his own things. And then it's, like, full label printing to cover up lines and make mm-hmm. it a fully new story, which is so fucking good. Um, the, the final line the, like, narration says about this is that uh, he tends to get carried away with his projects, which, like, Fellas, is it gay to send your best bro a robot replica of himself of yourself so he can wrestle? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so Jane runs the file. She gets a little message from Roxy beforehand in the like command line of the client that's like, hey, step away from your computer. Shit, pewter. Uh, and then Jane's computer explodes because yeah. this file has a till death uh, extension on the end. Mm-hmm. The the way this happens is like you hit the Jane press enter and then in a series of animations you see Roxy's little messages pop up one by one as it slowly zooms in on Roxy's messages mm-hmm. um, uh, until all you're seeing is her little like colon three smiley face and then a big explosion happens and yeah. it's... It's really good. Yeah, it's Every... it's reusing the doc scratch. Don't turn your back on the body. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is it's it's just goofy enough. Yeah, like it is. You you'd get that tension because we've gone this, this section and like most of the stuff with these kids hasn't been particularly like tense, and you get this little moment of like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, and then it, like it is fine, but it does like slow down. Well, it's fine because Jane is once again caught by the god cat who has teleported mm. a couch into the tree. <laughs> sweet catch. And we get a because little sweet Jane catch. Because Jane is yeah. fully blown out of the window yes. by this explosion. Yes. Uh, and as Jane sits on this uh, couch in the tree, she's messaged by Dirk who says, hey, don't run that file Roxy sent you. Hey, dude, maybe don't. Ah, too late. Shit. I love, b- before she starts talking to Dirk, you just get... God, you wish stuff would stop exploding. <laughs> Dirk's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the copy of the game she has. Like, Roxy's, the ga- the copy of the game she hacked, totally fine. She just, like, made your computer explode for for kicks. Yeah, because Jane at first is like, oh, she told me not to play it. She probably wanted to protect me from the latest Batter Witch assassination attempt. And then Dirk is like, no, Roxy made that. She designed that to explode on you. Uh, she was trying to do some mind games and make you think it was the Batter Witch. Uh, yeah, no, Roxy made that. That that was not the Batter Witch. And Jane Sorry, is bud. sort of like understanding. Like she told me not yeah. to run it, but she's also like, if she felt so strongly that I shouldn't play, she could have told me so, or hmm. told me but more I forcefully, I guess. But like, yeah, but that's I don't know that Jane would have gone along with that because Jane, no. before this conversation with Roxy, was like. Yeah, I don't believe you. Like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. which I think, I mean, Jane being like, okay, now I believe you. <clears throat> oh God, trying to make a point and then getting a mouthful of mucus is not a good, good run. Um, mouthful of mucus is my Midwest emo band name. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, but like, this is really good in terms of friend drama. Yes. Done in mm-hmm. a way that makes a lot of sense. Because you especially you get for teens. take notes. 
Yes. CW, take fucking notes. No, but like, like you, you, you understand the frustration. This is quintessential. I am frustrated. I don't know how to communicate this. I'm going to do something that is maybe a bad idea, but is no, that is a bad idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like, yeah. So, and you can kind of see both ways of like, you know, Roxy made a thing. And then she regretted making it and tried to stop Jane from doing it. Jane wanted to play the game. And so sort of like it's it's like whose fault is this? Kind of both of theirs. Yes. Maybe mostly Roxy. But like you see how it's a perfect storm. It's and a very Vriska situation where there is a uh, reason it is her fault and a reason it is not her fault for both of Jesus. the people in this. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I mean, but, it's yeah, less... No, it's, it's yeah. less Friska because there's there's two people with equally right. valid but competing desires. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is so quintessential teen experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Dirk is awake on Durs and has like always been, and he's like, unlike Dave, uh, who was awake on Durs and we didn't know. Dirk is like awake on Durs and in real life at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah um which is bonkers sort of like a two bodies one person situation um very name of the wind like the split mind like oh jesus yeah <laughs> uh fucking what's it called the alar sure is we also is this the same conversation where we learned that like roxy is asleep on durst but she's sleepwalking constantly yes, yes. because yeah, yeah. dirk's like i'm doing recon on like spying on Durst and uh, because Roxy sleepwalks a whole bunch, I have an excuse that I am also sleepwalking. There you go. Mm -hmm. But also because Roxy sleepwalks so much, she's basically uh, pretty much protected from the assassination attempts that are almost certainly coming. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Dirk also is like, yeah, you probably got stabbed by like the main bad guy jack noir we're gonna have to deal with him he's gonna be a problem yeah dirk knows all sorts of fucking lore from his investigation and and i will say there is some really kind of to me at least fun uh world building in here of like yeah you know we we've got like the the way that um the citizens of their place talk about their respective heroes Mm -hmm. and whatnot and the way they treat them and the way they're like societies are similar but like a little different I I, th- I thought it was fun. And it's, They've it's got tabloids. They yes. got tabloids so that they can talk about the hot goss. You know Club's Deuce is all about the Dursite tabloids. Oh, you bet your sweet buttered ass he is. Love the courtyard roll. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I feel like Hearts Boxcars is more of a tabloid Oh, guy. that's true also. No, you're, you are absolutely correct. Club's Deuce is a little bit... I don't know that he can read. Club's Deuce reads Mad. Club's Deuce mm. likes looking at the pictures in Mad magazine. Gotcha. And then Dirk is having uh, the robot bunny little Sebastian download Spurb on Dad's computer so that uh, Dirk's pretty much getting Jane ready to enter the game. Yeah, Dirk is like, no Betty Crocker machines. We need a neutral machine. This is a good decision on Dirk's part. This is very, you need a VPN. <laughs> you, need... <laughs> you need something that doesn't broadcast subliminal messaging directly into your brain. Yeah, that too. It's good. 
Um, and then we get our introduction pages for the last two kids. Real quick, though, who is yep. who's the guy on the computer? Because this, this isn't the Crosby top. This isn't the Cosby top. It's who's who's who this asshole? The, who's this asshole? Who's this douchebag? Do we know? It's Fred Astaire. It's Fred Astaire. Okay. It's the gotcha. Astaire top. The Astaire top. Okay. Love it. There's also like a brief moment where it's made to seem like Dad fucking died. Yeah. Yes. And I was genuinely like. What? No! And then, and then he was fine. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Jude's like, Oh yeah, he was probably in the middle of his afternoon cake baking. Yeah, because uh, like the 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 page it it goes from like you see the the bunny downloading on the computer to just the kitchen post explosion. Dad's body is trapped under rubble, and the oven pops open with a cake, which is classic like Homestuck. Yeah, death will not be treated seriously. Um, and so I was like, fuck, no. And then just like literally the next page, he's standing up and fine and a little bit confused. And I was like, God damn Which reasonable. Got me, hussy. Fucking got mm-hmm. me. I mean, the, the page with him standing up is the text is Jane going, I hope so. The Crockers have something of a legacy when it comes to losing forebears yeah. in mysterious explosions. Mm-hmm. So like, is dad going to die? Probably. But... Has every other adult in Homestuck died so far? Yes. Listen, I don't care. Um, and then we get our introductions on Roxy and Dirk. Both of them have teases where, like, you see the like placronym is covered by something. In Roxy's case, uh, the X and Y are covered by Jasper's or Fraglish's tail, um, and the text says. Uh, the final two chromosomic symbols have been released from their fluffy, twitching prison. And this is the time to talk about a reading slash headcanon slash things that people latched onto in Homestuck. Okay. There are a number of people who read Homestuck that read Dirk and Roxy as trans. Oh. I don't think this is something Hussey ever intended, but... As soon as I heard this, I went, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the mm-hmm. pieces, it's it's not like we have a whole bunch of evidence for this right now. Out of the gate, we can be like, Roxy is this, Roxy is this, Roxy is this, Dirk's this and this and this. But it's something that like we will sort of see p- bits and pieces of as we continue reading. Um, and I'm pointing it out now because the chromosomal mm-hmm. symbols are X and Y, right. which is biologically mm-hmm. male, and Roxy is a girl. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. a really good reading. I think it's really cool. I don't think Hussey intended yes. it, but I think if people read it that way and it means a lot to people, there's no reason to take it away from them. And I think oh, that sure. in one of the epilogues, having Roxy be a trans guy is a problem because it expressly conflicts with that. No, I think... Um... The, the, so we have the chromosomic symbols, but we also have sort of like on a broader level, the like very symmetrical nature of Homestuck, which yes. Dirk and Roxy break because like John has Jade, Jake has uh, Jane, mm-hmm. fucking J names. The names. John has Jane and Jade has Jake. 
And so we would expect that pattern to be mirrored in uh, where uh, Rose would have a male counterpart and Dave would have a female counterpart. Uh, And so having both of them switched uh, breaks a pattern that we haven't established but would expect from Homestuck. Mm -hmm. No, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 I like that. Um, other, fascinating. Yeah, sort of other evidence we've seen for this already. I think there's something with, like, Dirk's sort of, like, you're going to be the leader of this session, but actually I will be the secret leader because I'm a man and I have to take charge of everything. And I think mm-hmm. um, using that, like, saying Dirk is a trans guy to justify that sort of softens it a little bit, even though I think mm-hmm. part of the point is that Dirk is a a bit of a character with some issues. Um, Super. And also there is, uh, we will sort of see like in this section, but, but continuing further into Homestuck, Roxy is sort of always either feeling like she has to romance the guys that are around or Mm -hmm. take care of all her friends, which are the sort of the two like classic roles for women Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. I think having if if you read Roxy as like feeling the need to prove that she's a girl, um, mm. that gives a reason for her to like push for those two roles so yeah, yeah. intensely. That makes a lot of sense. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it, yeah, it's something we'll probably continue to talk about. Um, but I think it's really cool that people saw that and went yes, um, and. Uh, until the epilogues Hussey seemed to be pretty cool with that Um, but you know it's sort of the same as Homestuck's uh, a racialness where the Mm. text will not mention it explicitly will not explicitly say these characters are trans the way that the text clearly says Dirk is gay yeah Um, (laughs) but Roxy Lalonde she loves wizards Oh, also, you know, this is this is 2012 still, yeah, which is right. A, a, you know, not as any kind of excuse, but a different, a different time. Yeah. No, no, it absolutely is, and I think some of those readings took a lot of like took a lot of steam post Gigapause, like in 2014, 15, 16. As uh-huh. sort of things were moving a little bit more progressively in those directions, and I think a lot of people actually reading Homestuck probably realized they were trans as they were reading Homestuck. Hey. Um, and what's, what's the Tumblr post is like what, every UN? trans man named Dave has been named Dave for one reason: <laughs> Dave Strider. <laughs> Which, hey, I respect it. Uh, yeah. Listen. Yeah, and, and I do think... There are worse things. Yeah, no, absolutely. You could have named mm. yourself Riska when you transitioned. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I do think part of that is a function of people realize they were trans as they were reading Homestuck and sort of looked for something in the text to grab onto mm. and be like, absolutely. oh shit, he just like me for real, for real. He just like me for real, though. Yeah. But anyway, Roxy, she loves wizards and she's pretty good at science. Um, she loves old school technology, which is weird because I don't see any old school technology here. Yeah, that's fair. 
Unless this is one of those, like... I guess it doesn't necessarily I mean, say what year this takes place in. If this is one of those, a, like, They got a Game settings. Boy. They got a, a, oh. a GameCube. Oh, um, that's true. Little, I'm seeing this. There's a Wii, which I guess is A, a Wii, which now. would have been more contemporary, but the... Oh, I see. Is that an the Atari? The SNES and the... Uh, I see an SNES, and I see, I think, that's a Sega. Or a uh-huh. PlayStation 1. Here we are in Roxy's room. Everything's pink and wizards and cats and uh Jasper's is here. Yeah, Jasper's is here. Remember when Jasper's was like, "Hey, I went somewhere else and there was another girl and then I died." Mm. Um Also, there are no windows in Roxy's room. There are only fenestrated walls which look like yeah. windows. So that's something. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. We get to meet Dirk for a second. The The last two letters of Dirk's name are called Deluvial. Uh, oh, sorry, Deluvial. Uh, Deluvial is a mean? phrase which means pertaining to do with a flood. So uh, my guess here is that it's like arc. So it's RK from like an arc is okay. sort of the, the tie. Yeah, I get from was that, the only but... thing i could find as well i did i did go looking uh and i found a reddit thread contemporary to the release of these pages that was like the fuck does this mean and arc was the the best guess they had then too um fair enough so but yeah it's got Deluvial, maple love sleeping on it yeah it's got De- a tiny Deluvial little maple actually comes from the 18th century uh where it was used to describe the biblical flood and like in like geosciences to describe like uh minerals that were thought to be deposited by the biblical flood and it oh. wasn't until later that it was generalized to mean relating to a flood of any kind so okay. this is specifically a flood of biblical proportions possibly i mean th- possibly in an in an archaic sense but yeah, I, I think that connection is there, especially if we're reading Ark as the uh, flood connection. Yeah, it's a good thousand dollar word that gets used. Yeah. We'll get into Dirk a whole bunch next time. Uh, right now, basically, all you need to know is he loves puppets, and there's sort of some equious stuff here that is a little troubling. A little bit. With like the building robots to fight. Um,. Also, the in their introduction pages, the classes, like the class specs, aren't super clear like they were for Jane and Jake. Um, mm-hmm. We do find out in this section Roxy is the rogue of Void, uh, and Dirk Strider mm-hmm. is and the Prince the, of Heart. The, the aspects are fairly clear. Uh, the aspects are both highlighted right. at the end of their, their section. Um, mm-hmm. No, I didn't see the, the Void at all in Roxy's. I just saw it like mention her uh, drinking, which is sort of the it, same, I guess, but... Well, no, because the end of Roxy's is... Um, so, but you have good friends and many distractions to fill this void in oh, your life. I missed that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, oh, then they are uh, all there, because Roxy is described as roguish. Yes, and uh, Dirk is described as a philosopher prince who doesn't have the heart to hold it against him, though. Yeah. It's it's a lot subtler, though. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because they're not even next to each other. 
No, They're like no. paragraphs apart. We uh, check out Roxy's path here, which is uh, pretty fun. Yeah, because we get that little character select thing that pops up again. Yep. And this so time, we're only talking we about Roxy's path. We cannot select uh, Jane or Jake this time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are passing out free will like cheap cigars, to quote yes. the, uh, the page. Um, as long as the free will coincides with one of the two paths well, that uh, are available exactly. for you yeah. to take. What was the other one? There's one that's like, it's like the world is your oyster. As long as your oyster is one of two specific options, I think was the yeah, one right. for like Jane and Jake. It's pretty good. Um, so Roxy has Jasper's. She's renamed Jasper's Friglish because you got to get that renaming pets gag in here. Um <laughs> Also, Friglish is the name of one of the wizards from Complacency of the Learned. Uh, yeah, Friglish, the wizard, died by learned. being crushed by a giant book. Um, there's no reason that's relevant. No. Also, uh, it is, It is. I think we should note that uh, we do get to see Roxy's Strife Specibus, uh, oh, yeah. where, or her Strife Portfolio, where she's got the Rifle Kind Specibus and the Fist Kind Specibus, uh, because you never know when you'll get ambushed. It's dangerous out there. Um, yes, the the fist kind specibus is uh, also what Equius had. It is sort of associated with void players because of that. Um, because well, you Equius know, the absence of a weapon. Right. Ah, there you go. Roxy has a penchant for ectobiology, which is where we have all these like weird cat clones. She got all these mutant kitties. They're pretty cute. They're Vodka cute. Mutini. Yeah. Um, Who, when my my sister recently hosted a uh, drunk viewing of cats, and nice. uh, she wanted help decorating, and so I I rustled up as many of the cat stuffed animals as I had, which I I own a plushie of vodka mutini. And oh yeah. So, which you <laughs> so can't I... get anymore because four fans by fans has closed their homestucks section. Oh shit. Yeah. Well. Look at Can't me. get my God tier shirts anymore. Hopefully, oh, someone damn. else will start There's making gotta them. There's got to be someone. Maybe that's someone who will also make a fluorite so octet who's possible to build. Sam, <laughs> I do need you to know I spent a good couple of hours Googling because I wanted to get you a set for Christmas. I highly appreciate that. And I, I that. found nothing, and I was so mad about it. That's completely fine but i if i had much I, yeah, if I had that. i would have gotten it for you but i'm sorry bud that's fine i'll just keep that's looking a... someday i will have uh five hundred dollars to commission a custom mold say. yeah <laughs> uh or uh the absolute delusional uh thinking to actually get into dice making myself because that's oh, what I need is another <laughs> another been, elaborate expensive hobby. I am, I am sitting on my hands uh, currently trying not to sign up for a stained glass class. Um, <laughs> that's so you though. But someday, maybe, who knows? You got this. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, complacency of the learned. It's that book series that Rose that Rose was her it was Rose's wizard fiction and in this world she's published seven volumes of it and Hell made yeah. more money than was in the economy <laughs> off of God, I wish that were me. Because of the dark okay. magics. 
It features the cover of this. There is a chess set. We see the protagonist, Cal Massis, who is uh, sort of like Andrew Hussey, I guess. Um, a little bit. A little sort bit. Of. There, I'm just going to read this page because it may be important for later. <clears throat> this is talking about a poster with the cover of one of the books. It features the androgynous young apprentice, Cal Massas, who throughout the series plays the roles of antihero and chief antagonist. They convince fellow disciples to rebel against Zazerpan's vaunted complacency and one by one hunts down each wizard. All 12 are killed, but the prescient scholar himself forcing a showdown. The poster depicts the notorious chess match between Cal Massas and Zazerpan. Zazerpan had a reputation for being unbeatable. He had never lost a match, even to the gods. But his apprentice was able to beat him in the wizard's duel by first becoming checkmated and through some in unprecedented enchantment, continuing to play beyond the death of the king. You love your mom's books and find them heavily inspiring, but you can't help but feel the work is exhaustingly heavy-handed at times. You kind of prefer to write more lighthearted things, actually crack a joke now and then, you know? So, yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm sure there's fucking Merry Christmas. Here's the roadmap for the next yeah. whatever. Well, it's but like it's less that and more. Oh, that was relevant. Um, we should also say mm. the mm -hmm. the P of complacency has the like Afiukas symbol on it, um, which may be associated with a certain troll. We'll get the, to later. The the Caduceus. The Caduceus. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Fair enough. But yeah, the, this little blurb at the bottom definitely feels you. It feels a little bit very hussy, with like mm -hmm. the, the 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 fourth wall poking at themselves. Yeah, kind of a situation of like can't help but feel the work is exhaustingly heavy-handed at times. Uh, hey, which, hey, you feel this hand? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, this thing above will be relevant. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. It's very hussy. I rolled my eyes. I had a good smile. Yeah. I moved on. And then we see Roxy stole a, a, a bark code from Jake's dreams, which is similar to the meow code that Rose had. You've been shown the elements. Will we be shown the creation of God cat? Absolutely not. You can fill in the blanks for yourself because we've got a cat in Homestuck and we've got this code. So push to comes to shove and god cat is a clone of jaspers this is not a surprise that's it that's all i have to say <laughs> all right awesome yeah anyway uh roxy takes a sip of her martini and then blacks out yeah we get a a, a reference it's the it's that same like scribble style Bleh face, mm -hmm. uh, but it's her saying delicious, and the the caption underneath it says, "Damn it, this is the wrong stock reaction. You will not stand for this outrageous misrepresentation of your beverage enjoyment." And then the next page is an actual image of her, genuinely sipping and enjoying a martini. It's good. It is very good. But yeah, then she passes out drunkenly. She succumbs to the unfathomable booze news. <laughs> And we get a flash animation. Unfathomable boost news. Sam's band, I guess now. Uh, Don't I'm put sorry. that on me. 
<laughs> well, Bash and I already have one, so... The name of my Midwest emo band is Even in Death, which we will get to in a second. All right. We'll get to it right now as we talk about page 4486, Roxy Sleepwalk. Uh, the song on this page is Even in Death from Homestuck Volume 7, uh, At the Price of Oblivion. It was composed by Clark Powell, and it supposedly references up- upward movement but really the only thing that's in here from upward movement is the amen break. There you go. This is my favorite song in Homestuck. Really? It's so good. And there are some remixes of it that get used also that is just like, mm, the belly dance version of this song. I'm sorry, <laughs> which it's <what>? actually called. <laughs> gets It gets used later. We'll talk about it. But no, say 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 the words you said. What what kind of dance? Even in death, Tamora's belly mix is the belly dance version of this song. Okay, you did say it belly has dance. a belly All dancer right. credited on the track. I thought I at first I wasn't sure if I had heard belly dance or ballet dance, and okay, yep, yeah, yep. All right, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool flash. You get to see some of the stuff that's happening in the dream bubbles. Bonkers. I love it. Yeah. So this is like dream walk, dream walksy sleepwalking. Dream walksy (laughs) sleepwalking. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So dream walksy. Dog damn it. All right. Dream Roxy sleepwalks out into the furthest ring, into a dream bubble. We see Dirk covered in some blood, and he's taking off his glasses, looking out at Roxy. Um, And Roxy travels through some landscapes that are just a whole bunch of mixtures of places we've seen in Homestuck before. You got uh, the Skynet lab on Aradia's planet. You got uh, Terezi's woods bleeding into Karkat's planet with Nepeta's little teapot cats on it you got uh the hand of zazerpan the wizard in a desert which i guess must be wv dreaming <laughs> uh we see that apparently in his afterlife equius has found some aradia bots to keep him company uh mm. and terezi is walking through her woods and dream nepeta has found a god to your car cat to be happy with for all eternity apparently it's good for it's, her it is it is cute i was i was very excited to see nepeta <laughs> and this, and a fucking god to your car cat i was like holy shit yeah, he was doomed so he did uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then this flash sort of ends with a callback to when john saw jade before we knew her as like roxy and rose almost see each other and both wake up it's a good flash. It's a good song. Uh, and then uh, Dirk and Roxy chat. Yeah, Roxy's like, uh, hey, do you ever feel like um, d- d- you are supposed to have a kid? <laughs> um, and Dirk's like, can't say that I think about it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah, she's then like, what do, what do you think our kids would be like if we had them? A totally normal conversation. A, normal, a totally normal conversation to have with your gay best friend who will never be into you. Mm. Um. Although, D- Dirk just says, like, 
Uh, I'm picturing them now, a boy and a girl, two perfect little freaks of nature raised by people who've clearly got no business bringing up anybody. Which, accurate. Uh. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Correct. And here begins the conversation of Dirk Strider is gay. Yeah. Roxy is very drunk and hitting on Dirk a whole bunch, and he's like, can you not? Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Roxy, I mean, these these kids are 16, yeah? Yes. Roxy, Roxy's relationship with Dirk is very interesting. It, 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 I... They do appear to have a relatively good relationship, but also, because especially as we, we get a little further on and we'll get into, like, the mm-hmm. sexy roleplay shit, where it's yeah. like, because, uh, like, Roxy seemingly is the only one who has realized that Dirk is gay explicitly, and she knows this, and yet <laughs> yeah. she continues to do and stuff. Jake and Jake should she- know. He's just oblivious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We do get our $1,000 word here again, yes. uh, wherein Dirk tries to deflect um, by asking Roxy to refrain from tossing about antediluvian terms, meaning before the flood. Before the flood. Um, Which term is he referring to specifically? Gay. He's not denying being gay, but he's like, don't use that word, uh, that old fashioned word for me. Which is also interesting because these are the two kids that have used troll parlance. And as we all know, trolls have no concept of what is a homosexual. Indeed. There are, yes, I. this is a thing where it's like, there are reasons for it. And I don't want to spoil them. But like, yes, this conversation is uncomfortable. But also like, there are completely valid reasons for Roxy to be like, Yes, Dirk, you are my only romantic option. Hmm. Is it the shipping chart? It is not a shipping chart. Okay. It is. I uh. mean, it's not entirely unrelated to the shipping chart. It's, it is absolutely not entirely unrelated to the shipping chart. But I'm trying to tee things up in a way that's like, yes, but also yeah, without yeah. being like, here's the spoiler that happens at the with the reveal at the end of this yeah, act. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Time yeah, zones. So it's, it's, That's I just felt the need to say yes, that for uh-huh, some reason. Don't uh-huh, worry about it. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll stop. Anyway, it's, 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 it is a bit of a difficult conversation. It is not helped by the fact that these are both like neon orange and neon pink. Oh, yeah. And it is absolutely literally not. a hard conversation Misery. to read misery fucking i mean well and like earlier with like i because i was i don't know why i do this roxy and jane i think is worse roxy and jade is worse and it's so oh my god hang on hang on i I need to see the pink going into the settings on the browser is there a dark mode oh if there would be if there's a dark mode that would hit so good yeah it's a dark dark scratches apartment um but yeah, no, just for some reason I was reading it in a dark room because I hate myself apparently and I live in a crypt. Mm. And, okay, that uh, is much better. There is a dark mode on the browser. Um, it all right, does all look right. a little bit um, like uh, 
hacker, uh, like <laughs> classic movie hacker, where it's like right. the neon text on a black background, but Hell it yeah. is there's a level easier of contrast there that's much easier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the autoresponder shows up as Roxy's like, hey, your autoresponder lets me flirt with him, and he's totally cool with it. And Dirk's like, please don't. Yeah. Which is... And then Dirk Strider has a self-loathing problem. <laughs> it's perhaps worse than Carcats. Uh, yeah, actually, though it was yeah. So, hmm. and I, I mean, this, this, this could all. I mean, it's difficult to read for all of the reasons that we've said. It might also be difficult to read in that it's you know, obviously this is written by Hussey, but this is a character who is a closeted queer teenager from 2012 ow been there done that wasn't fun and so there, there's i mean there's there's definitely an aspect of that in there at least for me in my reading of this as well but i don't think i ever read dirk as closeted though i mean he knows he knows clearly, and i think but like because the story is so clearly like hitting you over the head with it that I, as a reader was never like, Oh, Dirk's in the closet. He just liked me for real. Um, But his friends don't know though. Right. That like, there's an aspect of the closet. And when Roxy like says it, he's like, shut the fuck up. And one one of the things that they actually say, uh, let me see if I can find it. Cause when, when, when he is like, stop using that, those terms, Mm -hmm. stop using that word. Uh, uh, Antediluvian what? Me saying you're gay, I mean. uh, Okay, but terminology aside, I don't think I'm off base. And Dirk says, I don't see how it has to be a thing. And Roxy goes, I really think it's an actual thing, bro. Uh, and Oh, wait, they're talking about Undiluvian. Never mind. For a second, I thought they were talking about, like, gay. and, and Yeah, and, well, it and, is what they're talking about. Is the, that what they're right? talking I thought they were talking about yes. the word Undiluvian. No, antediluvian, like he's saying, uh, what he's saying is, why are you calling me this old word? It doesn't have, like, you don't have to call me gay. Like, it doesn't have to be a thing anymore. And Roxy's yeah. like, no, it is a thing. And yeah. Okay. Like, that, that, you, that is what I thought. And then I second guessed yeah. myself and I thought they were talking about the word antediluvian. But yeah, no. And so like he, yeah, he says, I don't see why it has to be a thing. I think it's a thing. And then he's like, once upon a time, sure, but the world has changed a lot. Ever peek in a history book between your wizardly indulgence? This is a nuanced topic. This, this to me, very much reads as queer teenager struggling to figure out exactly how this will all work for me and, and looking at the history of the queer movement and queer people in history, which you don't see a lot, and sometimes you have to go digging for them specifically. And, like, not really sure how I fit into this whole big fucking narrative. Wow, what a mess. Look at how fucked our history has been towards queer people. I don't want to uproot my entire life and make all of my friends have to reorient the way they see me. Dirk knows he's gay. Yes. But the people around him Mm -hmm. do not. And he kind of wants to keep it that way. At least, you know, for now. I think also he just doesn't want it to be a big deal. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly that. There's also, like, oh, this is conversation that gets completely recontextualized down the line. Um, sure. And the the part that jumps out 
to me at this is when uh roxy's like it has to be a thing because otherwise you wouldn't be like this and dirk's like like what and roxy's like like not wanting to hang out with me all the time and it really is but like also from dirk's perspective i see it like roxy is constantly drunk and hitting on him and if you are not super comfortable with your sexuality as a gay person if someone hits on Mm. like the first time i had a girl ask me for my phone number i was like i don't have a phone and the second time someone was like (laughs) can i have your phone number for my friend over there and then she was like yeah and you're depriving me of mcdonald's coffee because she said she'd get me coffee if i gave you a number i made a big deal about like no absolutely not and then all my friends were like why didn't you just give her your number and it was a weird like Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with myself because I'm gay, but I haven't told anyone sort of a situation. And I very much read that happening with Dirk right here. Yeah. As as well, you could read it the other way, especially from, from Roxy's perspective. Uh, It's, it's, it's sort of the classic, like what I'm a beautiful woman and you don't want to hang out with me. What are you gay? And then, yeah, he is gay. Uh, yeah the answer is yes the situation's maybe a little more nuanced than that because also right. you're 16 year olds and you're constantly drunk and i you have so much trauma and i've got my own and i'm dealing with all of this right now so like obviously it's more than that but like there there is that level to it yeah so it's it's difficult romance as a teenager yike yeah glad i didn't decide to start doing romance till i was in my 20s yeah, baby. sounds complicated. Uh, <laughs> it fucking good is. Good for man. you, Bastion. Yeah, honestly, fucking you're hell. the real winner here. It sounds uh, like a real, real mess. Like I hate, I hate to be the ace who's like, yeah, maybe the robots got it right, but like, <laughs> AR's got a point here. Like, oh my god. Not gonna say ace icon, but like. <laughs> diversity <Fucking> wins. <laughs> the diversity evil wins. robot that's taking over the world is asexual. <laughs> uh, okay. That doesn't happen. It was just. Listen, it was just uh, the only thing that came to mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, the autoresponder. Uh, autoresponder. What a good character. <laughs> it is really no. So, the the yeah. autoresponder is a is a great character. Oh yeah, no, yeah, for yeah. sure. I I'm agreeing with you. Uh, but yeah, so they have this fucking. They do a flirt. Oh, yeah, here's the quote. Oh, go for yeah. it. Yeah, check out all these complicated fucking problems people have when they have to live in big lumbering flesh monsters yes. instead of a sweet pair of shades. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, eventually Dirk is just like, "Fuck this, I'm out. Don't don't send Jane an exploding file." The the autoresponder here is typing in red, which is very helpful for telling apart AR and Dirk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when yeah. dirk leaves the a- ar is like hey i can go back to talking in orange and he's like oh actually i do like this red better which is sort of a cool like going forward the ar is going to talk in red and if it's dirk talking in red it's the autoresponder and it's very helpful to differentiate the two characters super mm-hmm. and then yeah. after dirk leaves the autoresponder is like okay we can do a little bit of flirting but actually i have something i want to talk to you about like yeah Let's have a serious conversation. Because guess what, bitch? Dirk's about to come out. Which also, Dirk Dirk Strider, word of advice. Coming out and asking someone out at the same time, never a good idea. Especially yeah. if that person's your best friend. 
You know? Been there, done that. There's... <laughs> High school. <laughs> no. It's okay. We're best mm-hmm. buds. Uh-huh. Yep. There's there's a, a, a level of risk there. Oh, for sure. Sure is. Well, and... And and the the I can't find the quote, but like the AR in telling telling uh, Roxy about this, he's like, yeah, he's gonna wait until we're in the game. He's fully like contrived this big fucking master plan. And I'm like, oh baby, that's not gonna go well. well it's also what's the line? Um, for some reason, he's latched onto this notion that functioning as the client for a player is customarily a one way pass to make out city with that player, which like. The only other people that's happened for is Riska and Tavras, and we saw how that went. And also, well, probably Rox, uh, Terezi and Karkat. But also, well, uh, it, well, actually, no, it's the other way around. Serving as the player to somebody's client because we've server, gotten right. John Rose and uh, Jade Dave. And- which mm-hmm. uh, I mean, only but only because like, they were corpse smooches. Yeah, Dirk is sort they of were missing corpse the smooches, point. But that's the you know, if it wins, it wins. But Gamzee brought Terezian and Terezi corpse smooched Tavras, so that doesn't land. But the Tavras Vriska connection is there. The Aradia Equius also is the other. Where is he getting this information? Uh, that's a great question. Roxy has the line uh, here, poor Jane, and then a frowny face. And I'm just like, yep, that's reading the alpha session. Like, <laughs> Jane Crocker's no good, horrible, very bad day. <laughs> but yeah, because, you know, Dirk is about to come out to Jake and tell him that he likes him. And we we know that Jane is also, she also has feelings for Jake. And Roxy also has mentioned some like welcome to the alpha oh, session. Yeah. Everyone's crushing on Jake in love English. With Jake. Yeah, 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 for sure. So see how this shit show goes. Yeah. Um we can see that while Roxy's having this conversation with AR, she's also having the conversation with Jane we read earlier in this section. Which is like I will say, it's really interesting that Homestuck hasn't done this before. Right? Because having simultaneous conversations is a very normal part of like the internet like chat experience. I've been Snapchatting a bitch this whole time. Wow. (laughs) Really showing your dedication (laughs) to our podcast, (laughs) Sam. They were asking Uh about the podcast. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, uh, So it's kind of unusual that it's taken Homestuck this long to like find a way to do that um especially because so much of the communication contrivance in homestuck has centered around like limiting ways for players to interact like especially early homestuck like john is constantly losing his pda like you know now everybody's got six computers like reasonable person but like yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah there's a reason that that became the joke it is also like shades of early homestuck in this section also because you're getting that like we're going to see this conversation from one person's perspective and then a couple pages later we're going to see that page from the other character's perspective slightly new context yeah i like it it is it is good and i yeah it's that uh, time is a little 
jiggly here because it's like remember when we remember when we met all those beta kids and it was like dave is 20 minutes in the past from rose and john and it was real Mm -hmm. sort of confusing that's sort of what's going on here yeah but it's i this is definitely i mean act one and all of those like they were so long ago but like the 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 pacing here is that but so much faster yes. than those early mm-hmm. acts and stuff yes partially because we don't need to dwell on all of that shit because we're not getting shit yeah we're not getting the us. tutorial stuff yeah, yeah, yeah this is like we, we know what we're doing let's go let's go let's go speaking let's of early get... homestuck uh the next section of this section is the uh payoff to a setup that was done on page 32 of homestuck yep yep the fucking book. You, you remember it. That's too bad. I, I was really hoping you wouldn't. Oh, no. I remember. <laughs> Listen, I remember. Because I, re- I remember thinking, like, that's very specific. Yeah. And then when this shit happened, I was like, oh, God. It said it was going to kill a cat. It said it was going to kill a cat. It's one of Go those things on that audience. first reread of Homestuck. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, f- God damn it. I see. Uh, so, yeah, so Roxy appearifies Colonel Sassaker's uh, vaunted, large, huge book. Um, and what happens is that it falls onto Jasper's. Well, what happens God. is Godcat provokes Jasper's into leaping into the way of the, the soon-to-be-appearified Sassaker. I will now read page 32 of Homestuck. <clears throat> You decide to consult with the colonel's bottomless wisdom. Good grief, this thing is huge. It could kill a cat if you dropped it. Motherfucker. I will say a number of the top comments on the first episode of Let's Read Homestuck are just people reacting to that line of like I a, believe it. And I that is a fun thing because like I was watching it and I had that reaction and then I went to the comments to like comment it and like it's like 15 people who are all like you could kill a cat if you dropped it. Like I just remember thinking that's so specific. Yeah, it's one of those things too, where it's like we have this text where the where the comic specifically says you could kill a cat if you dropped it. We also have a cat that disappeared and died under mysterious circumstances. Mm. Like it was all there. Like the clues were all there. It's one of those things where Homestuck's like so big, you have no idea what's going to be like. You could have read from that, but no one would have thought. Seventy pages later. Exactly. And and here's here's the thing, as something that is like serially updating across a large swath of time, was that something that Hussey had planned from the start? Oh, that one? That... Absolutely. I there's I mean, no way that one was not planned from the beginning. I possibly. I I, right. I it, you have no idea. I remember like when Johnny Sims was talking about writing the Magnus archives and having a massive overarching story he's like you leave yourself hooks right you leave as many hooks hanging from the ceiling just in case you need to hang a body off of it and i was like yeah absolutely and and hussy is incredibly good at that very very good and in homestuck 2 there's the question of like is this a callback or is this an intentional setup and the answer is like yes (laughs) sure there you go yeah um and then jasper's death is immediately mocked right and the reason roxy freaks out is because she's killed the cat and then uh sasker uh levels up and uh 
climbs up the the Escher ladder and uh, gets some ill-gotten boondollars, and uh, we have uh, filled our quota of death mockery. Yep. I, I I just I do love you because it's it's not you don't get like a separate page for just the Sassaker level up. You get Roxy angrily reflecting like you just know that julep guzzling bastard is scrambling up his echeladder as we speak chuckling to himself while he fills his pockets with ill-gotten boon dollars laugh it up old man and then there's like, <laughs> like a it- tiny like sassacre animation in the corner like it, it's very yeah, much yeah, yeah. it's very much a page that's like yeah we don't have time to do a full gag here but also we and, will and, be and, doing and, the it, full gag here like it's like, it's the, we are going to do a gag it does it's not necessarily a full gag but it is a gag because someone died and that's funny yeah it's like two bits worth of a gag it just needs a shave and a haircut no uh <laughs> <laughs> so five no. Fuck off. Wrong. Roxy throws a cloned cat through a window, fulfilling the prophecy we saw in the clouds of Skya. That's cool. Hey, look, the thing we saw in the clouds came true. I wonder if Jake's volcano will erupt. Crazy. Yeah, then uh, Roxy jumps through the fenestrated wall or window. Fen- yeah, I, it's a fenestrated yeah. plane. She jumps through fenestrated plans because that's she how she gets in the around in her house. And portals to a different spot. I was gonna say, 2012 Portal Two is out now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's explicitly a portal reference, but it's a portal it's, reference. Uh, it, well, it's a it's a problem sleuth reference. Uh, sure, but like when you specifically right, get right, to right, the right, page right. where you're just seeing going like, her Roxy go back and forth, yeah, go in and out and in and out. I'm like, oh yeah, I've played Portal. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, the explanation here is there's a space between the two windows, which says, uh, from the perspective of anyone observing the two windows from the outside, transport looks instantaneous. But for the traveler, there's always this gap of void between them, Um, which is breaking the laws of physics somehow. I don't care. Hussey doesn't (laughs) care. But I'm reading it now and going, Mm -hmm. wait, if it's instantaneous to the observer, that means something's happening that's breaking the speed of light here. Um, and I'm not going to think about it because I'm not a physicist. And neither is Hussey. And absolutely yeah. neither is Andrew Hussey. We get a, a line that's something about like, yeah, you you don't know what would happen if like one of the windows came unplugged while you were in transit. Don't worry about it. Mm. It's that's one of those like fine. subtly called shots that Homestuck does all the or not time. subtle. It's not yeah, subtle. Yeah. It's just reading comprehension. Um <laughs> Roxy gets messaged by our friendly troll friend um, who we get a little bit more information about. Namely, this character is a fan of Homestuck with her own theories. Theories that the text here presents as canon. Sam, do you have thoughts on this conversation? Um, I kind of want you to explain what you mean by that. For sure. I gotta, I gotta not send myself to the boner cage on this conversation. Um, okay. So so our Ophiuchus troll talks with Roxy about class specs. Yes. And this is a time when the fandom is constantly coming up with theories about, like, what does each class mean? What do the aspects mm. mean? How do they interact with each other? This character lays it out and is like, all right, so you've got the active passes. You've got the active, the active classes and, passive, yeah. and the passive classes. Each of them have a counterpart. 
you're a rogue, which is a passive class. Its counterpart is the thief, which is an active class. The classes dictate how you interact with your aspect, like that whole sort of a thing. And I think it's presented as canon, right? Because this is a character saying this in a text. If you go on the Homestuck yeah. wiki, you will find this definition of what classes are. You will find the whole, like, theoried out scale people have put together about, like, which classes are most active and which ones are most passive and how they work okay. together and which classes have, like, gender balance and stuff. And Yeah, which which pairs are, like, the the pairs of classes. Yeah. And I really think the point is that it's irrelevant because I think like Rose playing the rain, this is something the fandom saw and went, yes, that's how it's supposed to be. This is a character in the text telling us how things are. And I think the point is that actually this is a character in the comic who is a fan of the story that is happening. She is refer mm. she refers to Rose in this conversation as the legendary seer of light, right? Like this is a mm. character who has come up with her own theories about how things are and like is very excited to play the game for herself. And right, right. like and, and well, not just play the game, but like this is a character with a game design sensibility. This is a character who's yes. like mm. if I was creating Homestuck, this is how I would make the classes work. This is a character who very much is trying to avoid causal spoilers so she doesn't mm -hmm. interact with the story and cause things to happen that aren't supposed to happen, right? Like, this character, for all intents and purposes, is a good fan. She is engaging <laughs> with the text. She is creating fan theories. She creates fan art. We don't see any of it yet. And we will have a lot to say about this character. And, like, this, <laughs> this is a character on a meta level, which traditionally yeah. means that's a villain, this yeah. character is not villainous. She's okay. just here on another meta level enjoying the story of Homestuck. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I think the fandom made a whole big deal out of this. And I think the point is actually that we are getting characterization for a character. I don't think okay. that, like, I think, sure, active, passive, it works. I don't think sure. we need to spend time talking about which classes. Okay counterpart to another class because if it's important the story will tell us will tell us yeah and for if sure. the seer is a passive class and if the air is a passive class it doesn't matter i can see why the fandom would have gotten like a little muddled with that because mm -hmm. historically everything we have learned about the game has come from conversations with trolls telling us straight up how the game right. works well mm -hmm. and i think also like I was one of those people at one point who was like, I want to figure this out. Which one's most and which one's least and how do they interact with and, each other? Right. These are like really tantalizing bits of like, here's how to build a Spurb RPG, super mm. crunchy. Let's yeah, make this rules D &D. heavy. Like 3.5. Let's go. I, I, I still honestly would like to play that fictional uh, TTRPG that is Hell the, yeah. like, crunchy Homestuck RPG. Um, yes, but also that RPG would never work because the classes predefine actions. That is the yes. explanation no. that's happening like, here, right? Is that, it like... Doesn't, it doesn't work, but it, it, doesn't it work. works enough in your head that it's... Incre like, it's, it's very easy to see why the, the fandom was, like... Ooh, yes, I I want to like yeah. Oh, yeah. If I can understand this, I can make my Homestuck OC 
have canon powers. Yeah. Yes. It's a it's a big old sandbox. Yeah, but it's like a loosely defined sandbox. It's yeah, not a, it's, it's, it's a, a sandbox a with rules. Sandbox. It's a yes. sandbox <laughs> with distinct rules. Some of the stuff we get here is like rogues do this and this, then they like steal for the benefit of others. And like you mm-hmm. should be very powerful if you go God tier. One of the things that we can talk about now is sort of Nepeta's role as rogue of heart. Because mm-hmm. role playing is sort of like stealing a personality to help other people realize things about themselves. And in mm. Equius Seek the High Blood, one of the things that happens is Nepeta and Equius trade each other's hats and mm. pretend to be each other. And that helps them understand each other better. And so that is a clear, concise example of the rogue of heart. If mm. you are taking heart to mean self. Damn shame we didn't get to see more of Nepeta. If she was Can't relevant, be. she wouldn't have died. Uh, <laughs> All right, fuck no, you. I'm, no, 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 like I, I true, like I too also want trolls the sitcom to exist. However, <laughs> it would not be Homestuck. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think there are compelling characters in Homestuck yeah, who don't no, get it's explored trolls a lot. The sitcom, but it's like the the trolls eat like each letter in trolls has a dot in between it, like friends. Like yes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure that edit exists. It's gotta. Nobody told you life was gonna be this murderous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yes, this conversation is. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember what the point of it is. I know this is this is where Roxy is like, yeah, I had a really weird dream where I saw my daughter question mark, and you you troll is like. Oh, here's here's what I can kind of tell you. I can't tell you too much. I don't want to give stuff away, but you know, if if you th- if you know if yourself is telling you that this is your daughter, there you go. That's pretty cool. The, um, there's the three sentences, which is like, yes, this game would give you a way to resurrect your mom. Also, this game will let you meet your daughter. No, I'm not going to tell you any more than that. And it's like, as readers, yes. we're like, yes, they're the same person. It's Rose. She's going to meet Rose. She's very excited to meet Rose. But Roxy's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, three-generational Lalonde family reunion. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that because from Roxy's perspective, yeah, yeah that, that's that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just a, uh, a Lalondian uh, Ouroboros. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, honestly, it's probably my least favorite conversation, or I guess the least important conversation in this section. Otherwise, other than establishing that these two characters do in fact know each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether or not the whole fucking uh, positive negative thing is yeah. canon, it is helpful to talk about and kind of get into because we haven't really, there hasn't really been an explanation about the fucking. I mean, there's yeah. been an explanation of classes and aspects they exist that is a thing that you have and some characters figure out how there's work and some don't Mm -hmm. but like we haven't actually had a sit down of like hey here's kind of a way to understand this concept and why it's important sure and this isn't necessarily the reason for explaining exactly everything and gives us all the perfect answers that we need but it is helpful to kind of like just have a conversation about it to give it more context. Right. I mean, I yeah, even it, if it's not canon, it is like a set of observations of principles that 
we haven't observed yet. And they right? are consistent yeah. so, like, with what happens in the text. Right. So, like, we can't, like, we do have more of an understanding of what a rogue does, and we do have more of an understanding of what void is as a result, even if, like, the framework or the schema presented isn't 100%. Like, mm. there's still useful information in the conversation, and there's, like, the good characterization of, like, here's you, you being, like, I have this theory, but also, like, also being a good friend and, like, listening to Roxy be like, I think I'm going to have to play this game, but I don't want to, but I kind of do want to. Yeah, this conversation is good for, like, showcasing that tension in Roxy, which I don't think we have oh, really super. gotten a lot of before, because it's been that, like, no, we can't play this game. It's what Betty Crocker wants oh. us to do. I, there is one thing that I noticed about this conversation after reading it through the second time, which is that Roxy, like, almost completely, not not completely, but almost completely stops correcting her typos in this conversation. Yes. There is a a level of like I that of what I would interpret as like comfort and like this is a person Roxy feels safer around than she feels around Dirk or Jane. Uh well especially because where... like sorry to to jump earlier, there's a point where Roxy like after Jane is like I will auto believe anything you say jane has sentences with a whole bunch of split infinitives and roxy points it out and it's like wow jane you're really getting letting loose like you're splitting mm. these infinitives and especially because jane is that person who is like very much you need to have correct grammar which is one of the Tight reasons ass. jane crocker <laughs> is the worst character in homestuck uh <laughs> that that yes it it feels this conversation feels freer mm. Yes, absolutely. Well, she, I mean, she's not worried that UU is going to correct her, which allows her to kind of just sort of stream of consciousness, get the shit that's on her chest out there. Yeah. Because fucking Dirk is, you know, Mr. McPlanhaver, who's, you know, like paragraphs of like, here's everything that needs to be done and whatnot. And like, Roxy Welcome tries to. My twisted to mind. Yeah, right. Which is maybe maybe that's sort of how they got there of like Roxy trying to have a conversation with him about the things that she's feeling. And the only way he pays attention is if she's being really weird with it, mm. which is maybe how we got like the whole like, oh, I'm going to flirt at you now. Blah. Uh, because like that was maybe that's the only way she could get his attention in a way that he would respond to without, you know, irony and all the shit. And so, yeah, it, it is very interesting to see sort of that other context here. Thank you for flagging that up, Bastion. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because it's, it's a legitimately subtle piece of Homestuck. Uh, yeah. Which we don't often get, but yeah, no. Mm. And also I'm now realizing we didn't uh, talk about Dirk's room hardly at all because uh, we'll there's talk a about lot of Dirk, Dirk next Equius, time. Uh, connections, but. We can yes. talk about that next time, yeah. So yeah, the the, the last thing that happens is Roxy jumps through a, a slightly different fenestrated wall, because this is how she gets around. And as she's sort of jumping down through through it, she sees her dream self like float up past her. 
which we know her dream self is out in a dream bubble in the furthest ring. And then it goes to the character select screen. But we did not select our character because that's for next time. I know we could select Roxy again next time, you guys. Now we could, we could do that and just again. keep having the same uh-huh. conversation. Same episode again next time. I thought it would be really cool if we commented these two episodes so people could listen to them in either order. And then I thought that would be too much work. So we did it. <laughs> but I thought about it and I thought it would be really cool. Fair uh-huh. enough. So if any better Homestuck podcasts listen to this podcast. <laughs> do There's a take free a, idea for take you. Take that idea. Well, I, I did get that idea from uh, Let's Read Homestuck, which does end a section on the character select screen so then you can pick to go to roxy or pick to go to dirk next nice which is really cool but we're not them we're not them and i need to figure out where this (laughs) this next section ends because i haven't done that yet Eh, you can add it in in post that's true we got you are the editor i am the editor I think we'll probably end up going to the end of the act, but there might be stuff here. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'll put it in in post right now. Next time we read pages 4517 through 4594. It's not to the end of the act. Cool. Those were the pages that we'll read for next time. I can tell you that the next episode should go up around January 17th. Alright. You can find us on social media. We are on tumblr at serious business pod we are on twitter for the amount of time it has left at serious bus pod <laughs> uh, you can find ari on tiktok at ghost in the bathroom uh, you can leave us a review on the uh, podcast app of your choice or your favorite coffee pasta we're not really bothered is there any frankenfiles updates um well if this is going up on january 17th uh then uh dear listeners uh there should be this a video up, up on earlier in january hopefully this earlier one's january? up january 3 this one's up january 3 well then listeners you're in luck uncanny productions recently hit uh 100 uh subscribers we're at 103 now and only Woo. five of them are bots uh i actually have no idea how many of them are bots <laughs> probably a couple but um, we're going to celebrate anyways. We're celebrating 100 subscribers, and we're going to do that by playing a uh, choose-your-own-adventure Frankenstein book that I have called You Are the Classics. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what we're in for, but uh, it, it will be uh, the Frank Enthusiast and her lovely assistant doing a live stream uh, We ha- either January 7 or January 14. Um it's going to be a real good time. It'll be fully chaotic, I am sure. And after the live stream, eventually there will be a highlight reel. Uh, so if you want to wait a while and watch a shorter version, you can do that too. But And yeah. where can we find that? On YouTube at The Uncanny Productions. Nice. Thanks for listening, right. listeners. It's yeah, been... thanks for listening. We're recording this end of December. I, it's I, been. It's been. <laughs> a, a year full of a whole bunch of stuff that we did. I was looking mm-hmm. at our list of episodes, and it's like over half of them have gone up this year. Yeah. Well, you said what? This year started on episode 15? And this is episode, we just pushed up every episode 42 last week um, and didn't make any Hitchhiker's Guide jokes, weirdly enough. I'm sorry. I know, right? 
Uh, but like, it's just. I mean, I know we went weekly for a while, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we had a, we had a we're little even sprint done there. with Act Four at the beginning of January last year. Definitely a sprint, but it was good. We will good. still be in Act Six at the end of this year, uh, because <laughs> that's just how Act Six goes. That's, that's yep. That's what I've been told I, to expect. I mean, so. Rock and roll, if buckaroo. we finished Act Six this year, we would probably finish Homestuck this year. Oh yeah, and we're gonna at least, yeah, things coming up this year. We get to look forward to more Lord English. We get to look forward to the Dancesters, or don't look forward to them if you want. Um, Death of the Author is probably gonna happen this year. That was not a threat, to be clear. <laughs> At FBI people who are listening, Sam is going to I kill Andrew Hussey this year. I mean, hopefully, Hive Bent Part Three will be out in 2023. But honestly, I've kind of given up. So, who knows? We will actually get to the point where the Homestuck Adventure Game Kickstarter was launched, though, this year. <laughs> I'm Fun. fairly positive. And we get a uh, an important chess game that's very good at establishing a character. That I'm so looking forward to. Uh, listeners, uh, grab your towel and uh, hit next. <laughs> There's the Hitchhiker's Guide joke. Oh my god. <laughs>